Hey guys, it's DJ Jesse Janity, and I want to tell you guys a little bit about TrueCar. TrueCar is changing car buying forever. TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Just in the first six months of this year, over 275,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. First, go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Just print out your savings certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features may not be available in all states, but to see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. into the online broadcast network after buzz tv over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, After Buzzers, and welcome to another week of Showtime's original series, Homeland, Season 4, Episode 9, episode entitled, There's Something Else Going On, and we saw there was something else going on after this exchange with Saul and these five prisoners. I'm your host, Thaddeus Massey, and joining me today is... Hey guys, I'm Lexi Hamasfar. And hello everybody, it's Nando Velasquez. So, getting right into this episode, uh, do we want to start off with Saul, do we want to start off with Boyd? It seems like Dennis Boyd was like a central figure for the this episode uh, based on well first of all let's just let's just our reaction to seeing this is awesome I think we yes. should even just like let's not pass over like I, I if we didn't say this if you and I didn't say this last week I think Homeland is officially back with these two episodes these last two episodes have actually stepped their game up to, yeah. to help us get back into the feeling and help us get excited again about the series based on I mean I mean cliffhangers both weeks big big cliffhanger this week yeah. we don't even know what's going to happen and we got to wait two weeks for the next episode exactly so I think I mean that's spectacular it is spectacular I, I you know this this uh, this episode and what we saw with, uh, with, with this whole exchange yeah. being the climax of everything you really didn't even know what was going to happen hmm. you're like okay well as soon as Carrie walked out for everybody of course if you saw it Carrie walked out to meet Saul why are you watching this spoilers right. a lot of spoilers if you didn't watch the show so yeah. For for Carrie to go out and actually meet Saul then you actually had a night okay mm-hmm. you know okay mm-hmm. Saul's not gonna they're not gonna get blown up obviously because Carrie's there there's no more show Right. <laughs> right. But there was a period of time there where I think everybody was kind of like nail biting. Is Saul going to. But we like, don't know. But yeah, but that's the thing. We don't know who lives and who dies right now. I mean, look, we're assuming that obviously Claire Danes is not going anywhere. Of course. Um, after last week and this week, I'm not so sure about Mandy, but. Uh, not so sure about yeah. Saul at all. Yeah. But, and, and then, you know, you have a prediction that we'll go into later. I just mm-hmm. wanted to just, I just wanted to bring up overall, like, you, you, Thaddeus, we're watching the show, and Thaddeus is literally putting his hand under <laughs> Lexi's chin to close her mouth. Right, because she's like, no. 
So yeah, I, I just want. I, I it, so it was so good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I don't, we don't have to go into the ending yet. I just wanted to acknowledge that because uh, I think that's like the big thing. But anyway, yeah, let's. I think we should talk about Dennis. Because let's talk about Dennis because I liked how they went about attempting to, mm-hmm. you know, draw information from him. They used Redmond at first. Uh, they when they obviously they knew that he was the mole mm-hmm. or whatever so well he's not the mole he's the mole um <laughs> he's not the mole he's the mole so well, i think the two things we need to realize i mean i don't know about you guys but i thought dennis was a pushover until this episode like he's once still we, a putt but, he doesn't yeah. know he doesn't know this guy is so dumb he doesn't know when to do what? Yeah. That's why he's his ass has got put in a in a jail cell. Dude, you're in a jail cell. You got put in there by your wife. I know. F- but, officially. But it's but like, like it's like as, they said. as her part of her job. So now, something you're not doing something right. Yeah, well it's like it's like she said, now's a great time for him to develop a backbone finally. You know, it's like Tasmin scares him and he does anything she says. You yeah. know, obviously he was doing stuff before. Right. And now we you just figured that now that Carrie knows this you know, you and I were predicting like, oh, what's gonna happen to him? What's yeah. gonna happen? and he yeah. just clams up for the almost the whole episode. Well, if he was smart, this guy would have come clean when Sandy got killed. When Sandy got killed, that was a perfect opportunity for him to come clean and say, look, this is what's been going on. And then Sandy wasn't, wouldn't have been able to say otherwise, obviously, because Sandy was dead mm-hmm. and he hadn't had contact with Tasneem yet. Yeah. So that was a perfect opportunity for him to say, this is what was going on. Sandy had me uh, extracting information. I was doing this well, and that and blah, blah, blah. That so would have implicated him, yeah. though. And that would have been. He was yeah, been admitting, but, admitting to treason, basically. Yeah, but this. okay. Well, think about where he is right now. Well, yeah. He's, uh, okay, <laughs> but that's so he's a, dug himself into a deeper hole. But that's how stupid is it? He thinks he can get away with it. Still, I feel like he's he just thinks about himself and he thinks they don't have enough evidence for me, so I'm going to keep quiet. Meanwhile, he's making it worse for himself. Obviously, well, and he's not a good was, liar. He's he's a horrible liar. Yeah. It's like, dude, when somebody's married to you for a number of years, you can't lie to him. That's just off top. Mm. That has nothing to do with being CIA or being some kind of government operative. You're married to somebody for decades. You can tell when they're full of shit. Especially when everyone is accusing you of the exact same thing. Yeah. And they're coming to you saying what you've done to get yourself in this position. I mean, at at what point do you (laughs) just... No, I love it. At what point do you just throw it in the bag and be like, you know what, you're right. I'm just thinking like, I mean, also the way the the writers really worked this for us to look at it as an audience, I thought was really cool because that first scene with Redmond, it was just like this little, yeah, let's have a friendly chat, very discreet Mm -hmm. in the office. And for a second when I was watching this, I'm like, is Red, you know, because we don't, you know, we weren't sure to trust Redmond until this episode. I think this episode makes him silently behind Carrie or the U.S. government or, or, or not. You know, he's not the drunk that we thought he was that just yeah. wanted the position. Right, right. But at that scene, I'm like, is he acting alone? And then you see him report to Carrie. And then later on, they had that whole thing with Martha was an act, too. Right. Yeah. So just the way the writers did that to so make us think, like, what's going on? Oh, no, she's he, Dennis is being saved by Martha. It's like, nope, it's just part of the plan to try yeah. and get him to... Freaking fess up, and yeah. he still won't. Well, he just thinks that his britches are bigger than what they really are. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's, he's gonna, you know, he's gonna, you know, Carrie's gonna come and confront him yeah. and question him, and he's not gonna say anything. He's entitled. She curses. He at him acts he like he's so out. entitled. That's so crazy. I know. Well, because I think in his mind, he's probably thinking, oh, you know, I have the protection of my wife. Yeah. She's the yeah. ambassador. Right. So he probably thought that he was not invincible, but almost. 
Well, he just obviously thinks he's above Carrie. But it's well, yeah. it's yeah. really funny too. But he's like protected. Yeah, yeah. But it's also funny. Like every time, like she says something and curses at him, and he wants to walk out, or he starts being like, oh, "Screw you!" He starts cursing at her, and then Carrie leaves. He's like, "Wait, wait!" Where he gets scared all of a sudden yeah. for a second. Like, where are you going? Don't leave me here. Right. Like, what do you it's think? Such She's a like, little. Oh, I'll be back. Great acting by <laughs> Mark Moses, though. But uh, yeah. yeah, just such a uh, just see him twisting this whole episode, but standing his ground till the very end. I thought it was really, 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 oh man, it was just driving me up the wall. It's like, just, you know, you just want to scream at him. Like, yeah. just fess up already. Mm-hmm. Save everybody so much trouble if they just find out what it is you know. It's getting to the point where him admitting anything is not going to mean anything. Mm-hmm. It's like he could have, he had an opportunity to bring value to the table and redeem himself somewhat. Yeah. And that's actually, as we see by the end of this episode, all going out the window mm. because he's not going to have the, the culmination of their whole plan is actually coming together. Well, who knows what Carrie could have used against Tasneem if she knew Tasneem was his uh, contact. You that's know, true. The right. That's true. He could have become an asset yeah. and kind of been able to leverage himself. Yeah. Do we know whether or not Tasneem actually has any connection to? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Actually, at the end of this episode, we show that she's actually really she's connected to Hakani and the whole. Well, I mean, because yeah, we weren't sure, on, we kind of suspected it, but now we see. Well, she's that division of the ISI that you were talking about a couple of weeks ago, right? She's that, a, she's on the side that supports the Taliban. I think that it was the biggest giveaway that, she, that her and Khan are on opposite sides right. was when Khan and Carrie were on the phone call in right. the hangar, yeah, and he talked about how he was completely shut out of. The planning, the planning of the operation yeah. because why would he be mm. shut out other than for the fact see I'm gonna play devil's advocate and I got some heat on this on on, uh, on the YouTube comments last week because uh-huh. I was playing devil's advocate uh-huh. as to what side he's on right but I mean I think Lockhart when Lockhart was talking to Carrie about about him as well and you know Carrie's like he risked his life to give me Dennis Boyd's info yeah but he didn't give his own people up you know he didn't give right. the other side he only gave enough to to, to kind of like enough. just enough yeah and I mean I kind of believe do I really believe he's on Tasneem's side no I don't think he is but at the same time I thought it was really weird during the whole exchange it's the prime minister Tasneem and him like right, right in the middle like they're all side by side and and it just seems like the prime minister well, theoretically, right now, yeah, everybody has to pretty much represent where they're from mm-hmm. within this situation. This is the kind of situation where it's like, okay, yeah, the CIA and the Americans over here, mm-hmm. and everybody who's right. a part of the ISI government is over here, and everybody else is on their side, yeah. and that was the side. So everybody has to be somewhat consolidated. Well, that's why Lockhart's right. like that. Yeah, that's why I think Lockhart feels that way about all of them. Right. But my whole thing is like, yeah, we don't know what side... I mean, look, we know there's two divisions, but they're not like wearing red shirts and blue shirts. You right. know? We can't tell who's who. We just know Tasneem is definitely working with the Taliban. But I think even on their own side in that situation, yeah. they don't know who's playing for what team. Really? I, mm. I think... I don't... Yeah, I don't I don't think it's like, oh, hey, you, you work with the Taliban, right? I think mm. it's... Everyone's kind of... They're just doing their own job, and they don't know exactly right. who to trust yes. on that side, too. And see, that's why Khan wouldn't give up his own people, even though he was giving Carrie, he gave Carrie just just enough to see what's going on. Because it's like, imagine being in a situation, you're not getting anything from your people. You're getting more information yeah. probably from the opposite side than you are from your people. And there's something fishy going on. Yeah. So it seems like, it's like, let me step back a little bit and really and- see what's going on without giving them too much to the CIA and without giving up any of my people but I think just so I can try to yeah. figure out 
what's what, but I think he's kind of figured it out by now. I think that's interesting, though. You work for an organization, you don't even know exactly who to trust. Like, maybe you know your direct superior or or the person directly underneath you, you kind of sort of can trust. But other than that, I think that's what's, what's so, so shady about the ISI, though, yeah. in real life. Hmm. I mean, that's spy games, though, because this happens in the CIA as well. They got people that... I guess. That people can't trust each other. Yeah. I mean, that happens as well. <laughs> right? I don't think on such a grand scale as like two, de- you know, two departments within one organization. Um, that or two agendas. Taliban, two agendas. I don't think it's as clear. I mean, look, we live in a bipartisan country, uh, but I don't think it's like that severe. Like the yeah, but you the know? Democrats and the Republicans don't want to kill each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't think they want to kill each other. Yeah, I, I mean, think their interests are like that severe. I don't know. Some people might disagree with you on that. Uh, election, election. Get destroyed in the yeah, comments. That's true. We're going to get destroyed in the comments for that, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway. But in the CIA, I think there's oftentimes yeah. polarizing agendas that are like. It could be. I'm not sure. But anyway. Um, At least they've displayed that in the media. Yeah. But again, I mean, agendas that were like opposite. Agendas. I just, I just even T- Tasmina is just playing such a great villain in a way. Like even seeing her like acting in the uh, in the exchange and everything. Like when she saw the phone call and she started putting two to it. You even said, "Yeah, I love that." It was she just shot daggers through Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I know what you're on to. Right. <laughs> and Carrie did a horrible job of acting like she was still on the phone with somebody else and it wasn't Kyle. <laughs> like Carrie, come on, like you're a CIA agent. You got to be better than that. Like she picked it up real quick. She's like, yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Like no, she's, but you know she's an agent too. So yeah, it's just spy games. You're just playing that game. But Carrie's yeah, Carrie's busy doing this exchange. And I think the other thing that we need to to comment on her side at least is that you know she's warned Lockhart that there's got to be something else going on. Therefore, the name of the of the title of this episode. And Lockhart doesn't seem to be on board with her at least, or can't. I guess he doesn't feel like the evidence is strong enough. Yeah, they just don't have enough intel to figure out. And and you know, Carrie just I think. More has a hunch, more than anything. Well, yeah, but I mean, the thing is that Carrie even says, like, you know, Hakani faked his own death way before they ever captured Saul. Right. So this mm-hmm. is just a bonus, like, like she said, and uh, you know, so there's obviously this is not the the end game, but maybe perhaps they're using this to their advantage to distract them. To as we see, I think it was kind of a distraction to the government mm-hmm. um, a bit. Because Akani was never at the site, you know, for the exchange, as I guess we figured he wouldn't be. But you know, while they were playing this whole thing off, it ended up, they ended up using it to their advantage for their end game, for, right. for what we see as their end game right now, at least. Hmm. The mm. end game. What is the end game? Well, let's talk. Yeah. You want to talk about Saul a little bit? Yeah. Saul was in a uh, mm-hmm. Saul's in captivity, and yes, he is. Yeah, they uh, <laughs> they got him on camera. What was the whole point of them bringing him and putting him on camera with the? videotape i didn't catch that i think it was first of all it was hakani just doing that little like propaganda video i think to yeah. his troops okay. but i think it also set the scene that's when we first saw that kid that child right you know in, in he had like a front row seat to this speech right and this is where we first saw saul and him connect and then we also saw the fact that he seemed to be his like eyes watching over saul Right. overnight because he, he served Saul he, served, he gave him some he served him tea yeah right. Um, very good tea yeah. and Saul said whatever he said in during his nightmare Urdu. yeah, well, yeah the during was, his nightmare the kid was like yeah he was having a bad dream and uh, Saul tried to soothe him hmm. by speaking like do we know that Saul spoke Urdu already I think as director of CIA I feel like and a, field, a former field agent I, I think, think you have to we have to assume he, he knows something okay yeah 
But they didn't show that before, though, did they? No, they haven't really see, shown him speaking Urdu, I think. And I, I can't remember someone might call me on it, but I can't remember him speaking Urdu Saul's this season. A G. I love Saul. <laughs> I, I can't be honest with you. If they would have killed Saul, I probably would be like, oh, no, I'm not watching this anymore. It's not over yet. Yeah. It's not over yet. Because <laughs> he's such I'm not a watching it. They got Saul. I'm, I'm not done. It's right. not over yet. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to wish anything. You don't wish it's anything. Not over yet. Of course, I, I want Saul to stay. Right. I told you last week, I'd, I think I'd rather have Saul stay at this point than Carrie. And nothing against Carrie. I just love yeah. Saul's character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saul's character yeah. as well. Mandy's just killing that role. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what do, do we know if there's any significance? Because the lady came in right before they were taking them to um, for the exchange. Yeah, he was like, was it like blast or was she just trying to clean him to make him look like he wasn't so? Because they did stipulate yeah. that he can't be beat up or injured or nothing whatsoever. So was it just to try to clean him up so he didn't look so beat up? Because he, I don't he, know. I mean, it he was looked, like a, he looked beat up. He looked beat up. He still looked beat up after. I just. Or was I it some it kind was, of? Was it a ritual? I or? felt like it might have been. I mean, I'm sure somebody there uh, in our audience might know a little bit more about this, but I felt it was kind of symbolic or, or a bit of a ritual having this woman come in and kindly tend to, um, you know, his obvious wounds. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like preparing him. I mean, again, it's this episode just like last week in a way. You know, it was almost like it was almost like the kiss of death, like the Godfather kiss before they execute him. Then they put him in front of that flag for that propaganda video. But right. it, it's, mm-hmm. I think, as Americans, I mean, we grew up with the news seeing, uh, you know, uh, that image with a beheading. You know, because they, 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 um, I think the Taliban did that before. You know, they actually would, would, uh, I can't remember who, yeah. I can't remember who specifically. Well, ISIS has done the beheading. And videos. ISIS has done that recently. But mm-hmm. I mean, even before there was, there was something I can remember and forgive me, I don't know, remember this, but I do remember a beheading that happens in front of a flag, in front of an Islamic flag. Right. Not that one. Right, right, right. But in front of a flag. Um, back like in the early 2000s. Maybe it, maybe it was, maybe it was something that was ritualistic as well because, mm-hmm. Say, for example, things didn't go right. The whole exchange went awry, and he ended up dying as a result. But it is interesting to see. Like, say that all went down. Yeah, but it is Maybe. interesting to see all the kindness that gets used. I mean, the kid with the tea. Right. You know, the, the, her, uh, the woman, um, you know, washing, washing his wounds away a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, they, there are moments where they're very, very kind. And then there are moments they just pick him up and put a hood on him and drag him someplace. Right. Yeah. It's I'm, very much like. <laughs> up and down, yeah. I I don't extremes. I just kind of think that they were just cleaning him up just to clean him up. I mean, I get what yeah. you were saying about tending to his wounds, but it was just water. It's, she wasn't, you know, it's yeah. not like she was using hydrogen peroxide peroxide or something to right. sterilize his wounds. She was just wiping the dirt off of his face so that it looked a little bit cleaner. I mean, I could be totally wrong on this, but no. I just I don't. That's kind of the impression that I got from it. And, yeah, and and I even googled during the show that you know what washing of the face could mean in Pakistan and I, I don't think there's there was really any connection we, that we're probably make. yeah we're probably analyzing forgive us but we're probably analyzing too much on that one thing but right. I'm just curious if anyone knows just comment on YouTube we'd love to see it yeah so they throw him in the van and they're headed to the exchange the little boy is with him and did you guys have any clue I wonder if anybody had any clue what this little boy was for the whole time until they strapped his vest on him I didn't not until they strapped, strapped a bomb on him you're like wow well, what, I, I what actually, is going on so I don't know if, what everybody else was thinking. I'm thinking, like, is this some plan to everybody to die? Yeah, that's what I thought at first. I was, I was kind of thinking yeah. that. And I thought that's also why Saul was fighting to stay mm-hmm. in the van, because I felt like Saul was trying to save everybody by staying in the in the van as long as possible right. or, or whatever it was he was trying to do. So, 
But, you know, of course, he, he was upset, upset as well because this boy showed, he showed kindness to this boy and mm-hmm. this boy showed kindness back. Yeah. And then this boy ends up being possibly his executioner, he ends up killing himself. Right. To kill Saul. And yet the, the reasoning was that because when Saul was uh, director of CIA last year, a drone attack killed his dad and his brother. Right. I mean, it's, it's sad all over. I want to know what everybody else thinks, uh, the listeners out there, um, who are, who are following uh homeland and let us know what you guys think do you guys think and i want to know what you guys think obviously do you guys think that they of course well they went through all this trouble to do the exchange but do you think they should have sacrificed all the u.s yeah for the grand scheme of the whole you know he's not the director of the cia anymore i think and they're giving up five leaders yeah i think it was more selfish of Carrie last week when she made that decision to to lead him into that pack of the Taliban. So you think it him. goes back to you think she should have like him shoot himself in the head? I think that was a humane thing to do. And it would have saved them getting five of their top guys back. Because he the wanted scheme, to die. He was ready to die. Right. I know that's so brutal to say, but because the, theoretically, he's been in the CIA longer than Kerry's been alive, right? He's he's been in CIA for a long time. I don't know about that. He's been an agent. He's for been a long an agent time. for a while. I don't since know she was, since she was a kid. So, I'm a kid. So so obviously he's been fighting a, a, a battle for a long, long time. And for him, his perspective on it is probably a lot different than hers. Well, this is probably I, the one glaring problem, and I, I only I struggle to call it a problem, but the one glaring issue I've had with the show the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. the decision to keep Saul alive, you know, from two weeks ago when Carrie made the call to, to bomb him with Hakani there and, and Quinn overstepped his bounds and just seeing everybody seems to want Saul. I mean, there was even a moment in this week's episode where Quinn is saying, are we doing the right thing? And Carrie says the right thing is to keep Saul alive. I think it all boils down to Carrie not wanting another person who is close to her mm-hmm. be killed and fall back on her. Because, it, but two but, weeks ago she didn't have that problem, or was it two weeks ago? It was a couple of weeks ago. Three, 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 three. Well, weeks I ago. think I you think, talking about when she was with Hakani and she said pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So, I just feel like this particular scenario boils down to like she didn't want Saul to die on behalf of her, and the fact that she wouldn't let him die last week. Well, they said the initial, you know, response is usually the yeah. right one, the instinct you go with. And then what's funny is when Mira called her, she says, "You know what." You're, I know you might. I know you. You. You might. Ex, you know he's expendable. And you work at the CIA. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you, and 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 you've become. You know. Good. His, you become really good. good. You become a professional. Yeah. So she knows what that means. Yeah. So obviously, to be a professional means that you would sacrifice all mm-hmm. and not give up those five leaders because how many lives are going to be yeah. lost to actually go and hunt these guys down now well i don't right. want, i mean we, we can't overlook, knows that we can't overlook that carrie's been struggling with this for a while and I, and I do think that you know that that hallucination she had when she saw brody i think that had a lot to do with you know what she the way she's treating this situation now right but it's obviously a struggle and i think there's no i don't know if there's a right answer or not i think i think you know we see this and we're like it's probably better to just kill saul and his secrets go away and you keep the prisoners but you know, obviously they're showing us a side of Carrie. I mean, even in that conversation with Mira, Mira says, I love my husband and I know you love him too. And Carrie says, 
Yes, I do. And that's like, <laughs> I, and it's weird because, we, no, I, I, in previous seasons, we've joked about this relationship between yeah. Carrie and Solid. Yeah. And it's more than just, it's more than the mentor protege type yeah. thing. Yeah. That there's something else there that Mira is the only person that, like, like when Saul's with Carrie, she's like, oh yeah, you guys go ahead. Right. That there is something more there. Yeah. And I feel like that showed last week when Carrie saved him and didn't let him kill. It, it's really conflicting. Yeah. And this is Carrie all over. This is almost like Brody. You know, she lets her personal feelings get in the way. How do you how do you think Saul was feeling? It's a very overwhelming feeling. He was ready to die. He just broke down. You know, he, he just broke down. He was, you know, she for her to be able to get him to get up. Mm. And do you feel like it was an I'm alive I, I'm gonna live type of thing, or what do you do? You feel like it was more of a I did not want to lose this battle. He felt like he might have felt like he might have lost that battle. I'm confused. You're talking about the scene when he sits down. When and he sits she down, and she finally gets him. Yeah, and he yeah. finally lets go, and he really, he you know he finally you know is gonna hmm. he 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 gives up taking that stance, and th- he decides to get up and go with her. I think it's surrender. I think it's just complete surrender on his part. Mm-hmm. I think Carrie somehow speaks to him and gets him and she's like, I just want to go home. And, and I think, you know, when he, when, when he realizes that he is talking just like them, like Carrie said about the boy, like let the boy die, he already said his prayers, you mm-hmm. know? Um, cause he, of course he wants to kill himself, but now the boy's involved too. Mm. And, uh, I think it's just, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting really heady here. Maybe, uh, you know, it's like very into their mortality. And it's just, it's just like, I just want to go home. It's just as simple as a base, like, just let it go. Right. And I think he realized that maybe, yeah, there were five, you know, top Taliban yeah. people on the line with getting exchanged, but also everyone involved in that scenario and that exchange, all of their lives were on the line with that suicide vest. Hmm. True. So it might have been like a, what's the lesser of two evil not well I don't know I just think it, in that circumstance it might have been like would I rather you know have everyone live and have five be exchanged or would I rather everyone die yeah that's a, it was a hairy I mean, I love the scene. It was a very intimate scene. scene. And I think it was a scene that needed to happen because especially after what happened last week with with Saul cursing Carrie out, it was kind of (laughs) like they needed to clear with each other that little moment by themselves. They needed a little closure before she had to pick him up and bring him and bring him back over. Right. Um, Yeah. Before before their convoy was attacked. Oh, before all of that. Yeah. But um, so that's such a tense. I mean, that whole exchange was just so amazing and tense. And and again, it was just just so well played. One thing I want to bring up even before we talk about the caravan, because I noticed this. I saw the episode twice today. Um, I got I had the benefit of seeing it twice. Yes. Um, (laughs) When they first arrive at the exchange, Mm -hmm. Tasneem's asking about Lockhart. And she's like, she's right. like, why didn't Lockhart come with you guys? I guess she was expecting Lockhart. And when Carrie said, you know, Berenson got stolen from a place just like this that was, uh, that the ISI had control over, mm-hmm. Tasneem says, oh, so you bring your own private army instead. Um, right. and I think that all plays into the ending too, because I think, I think their plans were hoping that Lockhart would be was, in the caravan. Like yeah. everyone. Yeah, that Lockhart would be in the caravan as well. Right. So, um, I, I want to definitely bring that to light too, because I think that was an important little, little bit that we, of course, had no idea what that conversation was about. It just sounded like two people just kind of like who don't like each other, just having little, Tit for tat, yeah. But really, Tasneem was just still even then getting information like, "Where's Lockhart? Right? Why are you bringing your army? You know, like kind of like egging her on and and just surveying exactly what, 
you know, what assets are out in the field right now and right. what's, uh, yeah, what China, she China, Yeah, just get an assessment of, of yeah. what they're up against. Because Carrie didn't even trust that moment she, when she called us R. She's like, I don't feel good. Right, right. Yeah. So one thing that was a little confusing was the mm-hmm. shots that they got of the convoy attack. Yeah. Because they never got a shot of mm-hmm. Carrie and Saul in the vehicle after the sh- after the well, what I the noticed, other two vehicles were attacked. They never I, they never got a shot of them. Well, what so I noticed was the first them. the first uh, the first one got hit right. You saw the in shot front of them. in yeah. front of them, right? And they crashed into that one, and we saw the fire that happened from the first one spread to the second one, right? But it never got bombed. There was only two, two RPG uh, hits, and it was the first car in the caravan and the third one. Correct. So that's the only. But thing then when they did a wide shot, you can see like three all vehicles three cars were all, destroyed. or destroyed, like yeah. burned up. So you're like, wait a minute. Well, the second one from the car from the car crashed, but yeah, it looked a little. It much. looked like no well, one would have been religious. Yeah, <laughs> those things. Oh. So I don't know how they shot that, but it just looked like it's great for dramatics. Nobody, yeah, it is great for dramatics, <laughs> but it didn't look like anybody would be able to live based on based on that. Yeah. But uh, Lockhart did deploy the Marines. Um, to go and assist with the situation since it was like only a few blocks away. It was four blocks from, uh, the embassy or where they were located. So, right. um, he wouldn't send over some assistance, but that was actually part of the plan. And then Boyd, dumbass, is like, oh, wait, the Marines are not, so nobody's here. Well, first of all, oh, wait, so, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, is that, oh, a, that's what this that's is. what this is about. Yeah. yeah. So th- was that like a feasible thing for Lockhart to do? Was he overstepping his bounds, sending him? Or- I-, I mean, I feel like at the time it seemed like it was exactly what he needed to do because they're only four blocks from the embassy and they're yeah, like, I mean, they're, like spreading natural. the Marines out, right? Yeah. So we have to. What we have to see now, I guess they're going to show this next uh, episode is Martha making her way somewhere to notify Lockhart or get a get a hold of somebody in charge to tell her like, look, or to tell them, look. uh, we're breached. There's been an intel breach, and they know about the tunnel, so they're going to have to get down to that tunnel. Well, yeah, so Mar- well, Martha yeah. Martha, and Dennis are at the guardhouse, I guess, which it looked like she said send them to the guardhouse. So I don't think that's on embassy grounds because at least the oh, shot that not. we saw okay. with Boyd trying to leave town with the passport. That was, a, that was a house. That was a house. Right. So I'm wondering if she has like a guardhouse on that facility, but I have a feeling it's not attached to the embassy. Uh- I don't a think it'll j- be. I don't think there's a jail either. on her house. Well, no, not a jail, a but there was like jail bars and stuff. But it's like it's probably a mansion because it's the ambassador, so it's probably has a guardhouse, like it has a security area, a holding area, maybe? a holding area. That looked like a straight jail. So I yeah, it did. But... I think that was probably at the okay. embassy. But it's just curious because it seems like I, I couldn't tell. Uh, well, maybe Martha's at the embassy then. I guess she is. Because remember, everyone was running, and she taught. And who who was the one who told her? The sergeant. It was one of the yeah. yeah so I don't. I just don't think that that could have been at her house. That doesn't. No, not at her house, but like, I don't know. At another I'm just facility. Not, I'm just thinking just another not facility. at the embassy. Just, yeah. yeah, just at another facility. Yeah, but I, I guess you. if the Marines are mobilizing even there, then then probably at the embassy. Right. I guess that's a safe bet. But I mean, they're, they're, it's vulnerable. Either way, so there's Martha's, no protection at the embassy. Martha's out of position. Either way, so she can't like automatically just call Lockhart and send everyone back in. It seems like she's really completely, you know. I, you know what I mean by I that position. Right, right, yeah. right, right. So, do you think that do you think that the goal is to attain and acquire <laughs> to take Martha captive or to take Lockhart captive? I was gonna say to well, I guess it, may, mm. it doesn't. Mean, I don't think it would be to take Lockhart captive because they were trying to kill him. I think it's Lockhart. Okay. I think it's Lockhart. I think it's Lockhart. Okay, so I, well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what they want there, but um, I think they wanted Lockhart in the caravan so they could kill him there, but. 
I, but I, if they would have killed him there, then they what was the point of them right. needing to use the, the Martha? Maybe the, maybe getting computer files. I don't know what. Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know why he's going in there, but right. this was the plan from this. It's like Carrie said, Hakani faked his death way before Saul got taken, and, yeah. and Lockhart. So he came, has a grand scheme. Lockhart came because of Saul. Here's what I don't get, though. Why would you send... This just is the most unrealistic thing to me. Mm-hmm. Why would you send every single Marine and the embassy off the base to go deal with this car crash? Why would you not leave some form of protection well, that, on an American embassy in a that's why I wonder war-torn if Lockhart, country? I th- that's why I was wondering if Lockhart overreacted. But he or, didn't say deploy all the Marines. He just said deploy the Marines. Yeah. So they may... I'm sure there's a protocol where... They're still vulnerable. Yeah. They're probably going to be undermanned. I'm sure they're not going to have all the Marines go. I'm sure it'll just be like a good portion of them, mm-hmm. but they're still just going to be underprotected at the embassy. There might be still some Marines there. I don't think they sent every single Marine. I I'm they sure they probably have a Marine. few, but like you said, yeah, it's probably, probably incredibly undermanned. I'm yeah. sure they don't have it completely unprotected. No, yeah. But it's probably enough for a small army, army to go, to go under, there, yeah, and, under and take and over. Take over. You would just think that if 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 in reality they were put in this type of situation, they would have some plan yeah. in place where the embassy could still be adequately protected and they could go deal with something in the streets. At probably the same if time. somebody right. normal was in charge, it probably would be okay, but it's Lockhart, so who knows? But it's not Lockhart over there, it's Martha. But no, but Lockhart's the one that's dealing with the issue at this moment, because Martha was talking with Dennis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody, but, wrote, somebody wrote last week, they thought that I was condescending about about Martha, about the ambassador, and I gotta give kudos to Martha this week for actually... <laughs> so you're not agreeing whether or not you were condescending or not to Martha, but this week you're not. This week, I think that Martha... Is it did a great job as far as working with uh, Lockhart and Carrie to try to set Dennis up to get this information. Oh yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was a great scene with her coming in and act that whole act yeah. with Carrie and You're everything. Done everywhere, you know, I love that. But <laughs> he, good. here's the funny thing about her too, and 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 you know, um, I think it's Layla Roberts is the act, uh, actress heads up to her. Um, she she obviously still has feelings for Saul because notice even when she's talking to Dennis, yeah, she's like they're bringing Saul home. It's right. like that little like that voice, like, yeah. Huh. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, we were, I was predicting this a couple of weeks ago. I was teasing like something's going to happen with those two. They were yeah. old lovers, and they were they were engaged for like a moment, right? Um, but obviously, with this whole thing with Dennis, I mean, she you really Dennis, see, get rid of Dennis. Dennis is gone. <laughs> Dennis, he's a, a plagiarist. Yeah, he's a he's a plagiarist back in the states. Yeah. Now he's a spy. Uh-huh. I mean, this dude has a horrible track record. Dennis is, treason. Oh my gosh, treason. Plagiarism. plagiarism like what this dude and he's such a, a wet willy on top of that like yeah. dude like she can't wait to get rid of this guy get yeah. Saul back and then I don't know love triangle between her I, and, and Mira because we Mira. saw Mira this week too and Mira's like I love you and, and oh god forbid Mira's on the phone with him and he, she hears him go hello and then <laughs> explosions all over the place right. like who knows what she's thinking too right. but uh you know and I will say this um the ending with Hakani going under it just it, it reminded me it was very 24 I love that scene. Yeah, yeah because it it's so kind of like very like, let's get into CTU. All of a sudden, the attacks mm-hmm. at CTU. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit. So I, I really dug that. But that was a really like, holy crap moment. I agree. Yeah. I, I love that scene. I said that when we were watching, that it was such an intense scene where you just see Hakani and the lights are flickering in the tunnel underneath and they're just walking in, breaking yeah. into the embassy. Yeah. Ah, it ended it on a high note. Okay, it's do we beautiful. do we cover oh. everything for this for this episode for the most part? I think we did. Did you want to talk about did we, did we talk about um, Carrie confronting Boyd about being poisoned? 
Oh. Did you want to talk about that? Because I remember we brought oh, yeah. that up before. Okay, I mean, yeah. it's just a mind. That, that was all part of the confrontation when We're she had jumping little, back, yeah. but I know, I know Lexi looked up some stuff on Yeah, uh, go ahead, Lexi. Uh, well, the medicine that she was given, I can't pronounce it, I'm sure, is <laughs> phenylphenamine. Phenylphenamine. Uh-huh. And she was given 25i was the dosage, mm-hmm. which they said in the show was twice as potent as LSD, but... I read on Wikipedia, it says that abnormally high concentrations have been discovered to have a strong positive correlation with the incidence of schizophrenia, which totally makes sense with the reaction that she had in the streets. Yeah. So that's all I really had on that. (laughs) (laughs) This dude is so busted. He's a horrible actor. Not not, no, no, not not Mark Moses. Not Mark Moses. Dennis Boyd's a horrible actor. But would you try to act like he's not lying? But that's what makes. But that's, <laughs> that's what make make Mark Moses a really good actor. Yes, that's what makes Mark Moses a really good actor. Yes. He's playing somebody who's a bad actor. Right, the way he's playing him. Yes, yeah, yeah he's doing I a think, good job. I think it's really awesome yeah, the job that he, Mark Moses is doing. Yeah, he's pulling it off. Yes, um, <laughs> let's get that straight. Let's get that straight. Mark Dennis Moses Boyd, is doing good. Bad. Do- yeah, Dennis yeah. Boyd bad. Mark, Mark Moses is good. good. <laughs> okay. So, are we going to go to news and gossip? Uh, do we have news and gossip? I, I have something that's news and gossipy. News, news and gossipy. TV news. Has somewhat to do. It indirectly deals with Homeland. But I got to go see the a sneak peek of American Sniper starring Bradley Cooper and mm-hmm. Sienna Miller. And I don't know if you guys remember Naveed Negabon, who played Abu Nazir from Homeland. Mm-hmm. He actually is in this movie. Oh. So, he has a, a cool part. And... Uh, you guys should go check it out when it drops. It's not out yet, but uh, it's actually a really good film. So it gets two thumbs up for me. Uh, actually, I, I think I have I have two things actually. Now that I think about it, go ahead. Uh, the first one is, and forgive me because I did not get a chance to look at it yet, but I just want to let people know who who aren't familiar that Mandy Patankin was on sixty Minutes last Sunday. Okay, before the episode that that we saw. Oh, I saw that. Um, oh, did you see it? I didn't get to see that episode. It was where the issue. guy went behind the scenes, right? Yeah, on the set of home. Yeah, it was really cool. I uh-huh. forgot who the reporter was, but he basically went on set with Mandy, and then. Mm-hmm. The reporter did a sit down interview giving his or like retelling what his what he witnessed on the show. And he was saying how everything is so detail oriented, even down to the eyeball scanners. They actually it made it look like it worked on the show on the interview. Okay, because he said he like looked in it and they they filmed him doing it. And he looked in it and the door unlocked. Mm hmm. And it was cool. He, wow. he he was just saying how they've made sure that everything is so on point with the detail and even the papers that are spread across desks go with the storyline. So okay, but I I didn't have a chance to, to look at it unfortunately. But um, but you can look at it. I just look, did a quick uh, Google search and you can definitely see the segment online for those of you who aren't um, watching from the states. Uh, hopefully you can be able to access it on the internet. Um, pull it down from somewhere. And then the other bit of news that I don't have prepared for me, and I'm trying to open it up on my computer, but my computer is being incredibly slow, is, um, you know, last week's episode did really, really well, not just, um, you know, like as far as the critics and, and even the ratings were pretty good, but even on Twitter, I believe I'm trying to pull it up right now. And if, if I can get it right now, it'd be cool. Oh, it's not pulling up. Darn it. Um, you know what? I'll put it on the YouTube notes, but I believe it was the fifth most tweeted show last Sunday. Really? Yeah, it was the fifth most tweeted show. Uh, it was on the top five Nielsen uh, 
as far as you know hashtag homeland was was up there so it was trending so it was a really really good episode so i think you know for all those people who said i'm not going to watch homeland because brody's not on it anymore or right. or mm-hmm. it's you know it wasn't as good as the first season and blah <laughs> yeah. blah blah yeah. i think i think they're starting to really and and you know if you saw the um which we all did they didn't show clips for the next episode they just showed like all these critics saying homeland is back and action packed that i think yeah it's definitely winning over critics and it's winning over audiences so i i really do expect the uh, ratings to keep going up. Okay. So. Also, on a side note, uh, Morena Baccarin, who played Jessica Brody from oh, I love. Yeah. <laughs> every other side season. Note, I love. We both love. Yes. Yeah, she's amazing. She, I guess Deadline announced last month that she won a role on Fox's Gotham. Oh, okay. And so she's Ooh. going to be in season two next year, Ooh. starring opposite Jada Pinkett Smith. I wonder if she's going to be a villain. Yes. A villainess? villainess? I don't know. Or not. But there's an article on Daily Mail if anyone wants, wants to check it out because she was at the Hollywood Brazilian Film Festival. Because mm. she's Brazilian. Last night. <laughs> She's Brazilian, I think, right? <laughs> yes, she is. She yeah. is. Is she? She is Brazilian. Yes. Oh, boy. She is. Anyway. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's Actually, get, you know what? I got it. I, I, go ahead. I think I got it here. Yes. Okay, so uh, Homeland was number five. If you look at the top five from last <laughs> Sunday, it was it was The Walking Dead was the number one. I mean, that's not going to beat anything on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, followed by a couple of reality shows. I'm not even going to bother and give them air time. Uh, Once Upon a Time was fourth, and then Homeland was fifth, and it had a unique audience of 614,000 people tweeting uh, and 1,327 impressions. It's still Damn. way behind Walking Dead. Walking Dead just can't be beat, but... It really held its own with, uh, it really held its own in the top five. So, Sweet. yeah. Anyway, that's, that's it. a good look. Yeah. Okay, let's jump to predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so Showtime's original series, Homeland Season 4, Episode 10 for next week. Predictions. Nope, for two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, it guys. Sucks. Two weeks. Two yes, weeks. it does suck. I predict I'm going to be really pissed off next week because I want to see what happens. <laughs> uh, well, we have time to let some things marinate, catch up, watch another couple episodes, and like pick up some nuances maybe that we didn't see before. Mm-hmm. All right, over Thanksgiving, over um, turkey and stuffing. You know, I don't want I don't want to take away what you said at the end of the episode when we were watching it. Because you know? <laughs> I don't want to take credit for it, so I want to first say I heard you say this first, but it's I agree. Good. I think Lockhart's a goner. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Think, I think Lockhart's a goner in the next episode. Okay, yeah. You think that soon? I think that soon. I would give it. How many episodes do we have left? We have three episodes left, I believe, this season. I think it would happen probably the la- the second to last episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or the last episode. Okay, but Lockhart's a goner. They're gonna come in. They're gonna they're gonna they're coming through the tunnel as we see this, yeah. this the end of this episode they're gonna swoop him up mm-hmm. they're gonna hold him but we're, there's no way we're gonna do a trade for this guy there's nothing else to give yeah and they're like you know what enough is enough and he's gonna end up dead and then Saul is gonna end up as the director of the CIA guy. oh and I have one more prediction so we haven't seen Farrah in a couple of episodes yeah so what's she's up with not that? so she's not in the embassy so I feel like she's still working in that in that uh, remote office with Max so I think that that's going to be the new stage, the staging area where Carrie, I mean, look, Carrie and Saul got to be alive, where they're going to be handling um, whatever's going on against the embassy. I don't like that she's not involved. I mean, she was around and all of a sudden she's she wasn't, just she around. wasn't needed at that time with the whole yeah. thing going yeah. on, you know? So, but now I'm sure with what's going on, now's a good time to bring her back. Yeah. So she'll be needed. Yeah. We also need her to add some like tension for, you know, Carrie and uh, Quinn. 
you know, Carrie, she needs to entice. I think Corey right now we're not thinking romance at this moment. I mean, it's great that there's you know, always the, romance. The Martha Saul thing, maybe, but we're not really thinking romance. There's a lot of ish going down right Yo, now. Yeah, after she molested Ayan, there's always things you're going to be thinking about Carrie. Like you never know what's going to happen oh, with God. Carrie. Just because of that situation, you're like, wow. But she's just doing her job. Okay. Okay, so. What do you got, Lexi? What do you, Lexi, what do you got? I mean, I agree. I think that Carrie and Saul are going to be alive because, really, what's the, what's the show without those two? Right. Um, but I think it's going to be interesting to see whether they keep Dennis alive or they kill him. Because I could mm. also see Tasneem and Hakani or whoever going in and extracting him. Mm. And holding him, not as ransom, but... It was definitely not a ransom because he's not worth anything. Because who cares? Yeah, right. but extracting him maybe. So I think it'll be interesting to see what what they do with him. You think they'll extract him? What good would he be to kill them? Him. I think they'll kill yeah, him. Yeah, I think the because because yeah. the thing if they extract they can't. I mean, if he's they, a sniper little idiot him, who just doesn't. He doesn't have him. access to, for the only thing he was good for. He has no real interest. Yeah. With either side, really, he's no good unless he can provide them with intel. I think they're just going to cover their tracks and kill him. That's just what I think. Fair I mean, if they extract, if they extract him, they're going to extract him just to kill him. <laughs> That's what I think. They could still extract him, but they're going to, he's, he's a goner. I said that last week. I think he's a goner. I still, I still believe that. Well, yeah. So, he's going to yeah. be a marked man on both sides. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's got no, he's got no marriage. <laughs> right. He's a traitor. You know, it's either he goes, gets put away for life or he gets killed. And I think, I think. And he's a plagiarist. And he's a plagiarist. <laughs> Because that is his biggest. That's his biggest crime. He's a yeah. plagiarist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So until next time, where can we find you guys? Uh, you, well, you can find Danny Hoyt, who was not here this week, by the way. Didn't yes, bring Danny him Hoyt. Up. And he's my compadre from 24. He would have loved this episode. You can find him at Danny Hoyt on Twitter. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nandovell and here on AfterBuzz for Walking Dead and Scorpion. And you can find me on all social media at Lexi Hammersfire. And you can find me on all social media at Club Thaddeus. Until next time, After Buzzers, peace. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.